Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time to talk ball with a former Utah and NFL standout on the Bill Riley Show. Stevenson Sylvester joins Riles weekdays to talk Utes, Pac-12, and the National Football League. Sly is presented by Proper Brewing Company, home of the Riled Up Red Ale. Now, here's two-thirds of the Utah broadcast team on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. All right, so normally at like 12.05 on a Monday, Sly comes on with me, we break down the game, we look ahead, and I get a text yesterday morning that says, Hey, man, I'm on the IR. I've got no voice. I was at Allegiant Stadium screaming for my Steelers all Sunday night, which I knew he was. So I'm like, all right, well, it's, we'll push you back a day, and hopefully your voice is back by then. So I, I, I didn't get another text saying the voice was gone. Hopefully it's back. We'll see. My guy Sly, back from Vegas, his hometown, and cheering on his Steelers, joining us right now. Do you have a voice, Sly? <laughs> I'm about 75%, Bill. I'll be I'll be 100% by Friday. I'll be back out. We'll be good. Oh, man, you're good. You could be barking signals at You could be calling out the defense. You sound just fine. You're good to go. <laughs> a little tea last night and some rest definitely helped out. But uh, Vegas took a punch. They, they, <laughs> they, they threw a haymaker. They threw a haymaker at me on Sunday night. And, uh, and Monday I, had a, I was a little rattled, but I'm back. I'm back. Well, that between that and Friday night with the boys from the 2008 championship team, I mean, that's that was two two day two times in three days. You took a couple of good punches. No, Bill, it was it was straight three days: Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. <laughs> uh, the boys didn't let up, and then you know Vegas, Vegas, Vegas doesn't ever let up. And I saw some of my former teammates out there as well in Vegas, and uh, it was just awesome, man. It was a great like reunion weekend all the way across the board for me. That's awesome. Sly was down with, obviously, the championship team Friday and Saturday and then went and watched his beloved Steelers Sunday night, beat up on the Raiders in his hometown of Las Vegas, so that's good. So here we stand. We're, uh, we're, we're four games in. We're, we're a third of the way through the season. You and I and Scott are going on the road Friday night to Corvallis to call that game. How you feeling about where things stand right now, Sly? I feel really good, man. Um was one, of course, the way we're playing, right? Even the offensive weapons that we had seen, you see so much lightning strike within this team. It's like we have the potential to do so many things, even in the running game, right? There was there was, there was was things where Jalen Glover was looking really, really good on, on Saturday. I absolutely loved him. When Jaquindon gets healthy, it's going to be great. When we get Chris Curry back, I'm watching him on the sidelines, and I'm just like, 
man, it's going to be great when he, you know, gets that mental, um, get over that mental part of his injury and, and gets back in the mix. And, you know, that's going to come with experience. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks he gets some carries and he gets back out there. Um, but even in the passing game, that big passing game to Devon Bailey, man, he's seeing these weapons. We'll get Brad Keefe back here in a week or two, getting Thomas Jasmine in, in the mix, you know, um, it, it, you know, it was great to get Landon King in the end zone. You know, it, it kind of, I, I was very excited interviewing him after the game, man. He was, he was still bouncing from that first half touchdown on Saturday. And so uh, when you get guys that are excited about that to contribute on a team like that, you just know that there's, there's, there's so much positivity and benefit down the road. So once we get Cam rising back here soon, um, you know, that brings another energy level to this team. You remember when we were down at San Diego State, the team was down, right? And as soon as Cam comes in in that fourth quarter and leaves that comeback, you can see how it spread throughout the entire team. And I think once he comes back from injury, injury it's going to be the same way. So um excited to get a lot of these guys back. Smote Pepper Jr. just going to play absolutely amazing. I was hoping to get an interview with him after the game. But he was back to his old self. So I'm very, very happy with where we're at and what we're doing. And, of course, you know, you got defensive players of the week uh, with Karina Reed and Jonah Ellis, man, and they played lights out. So I'm very happy for, for where we're at right now and where we're trajecting to. So I, I think, though, we're at this point in the schedule. Now, with Oregon State on the road, this is going to be the best team. I think Utah's played well-rounded this week. I, I think we can't get by just leaning on the defense the way they've done for the first four games. I, I really think that whether it's rising or if it's Nate Johnson again, the offense has to show a little bit of life this week. It can't all be on the defense. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that like crazy because, I, I mean, there's only so much the defense can do because if you're doing this to a defense week after week, like the, the defense was tired and beat up, you know, towards the end of that game. We saw it when – UCLA was actually able to score. It's like, man, this defense has been on the field. And so when the opposing team gets a little bit of energy or get a couple calls to go their way, they, you know, get some momentum with that fourth and 20 or that third and 27, wherever they were, and ended up converting that drive. Um, like those things wear on your defense. And if you're doing that week to week, your, your defense is breaking down week to week. So you're going to have to have something to combat that and come up. So we're definitely going to have to have some offensive performances and this is where you know coach Ludwig needs to step up man this is this is where he's at man you got to create game plans you know just because we don't have certain players in there doesn't mean that you know things have to subside and I don't think like we've had that offensive production where we're taking advantage of what our defense is doing you know so often you know take away Corinne Reed's touchdown it's a 7-7 ball game right and and so um I definitely think that we can do better on the offensive side of the ball and we're going to have to do better and not putting our defense in this position week to week and wearing them down because it's going to be a tough season talking to sly on the program today sly brought to us by proper brewing company each and every week here on utah's number one sports talk so that being said oregon state's a well-rounded team they really run it well they're the seventh eighth ninth best rush offense in the country utah's the number one rush defense in the country you're not going to probably hold Oregon State on the road to 9 or 10 yards or 13 yards like Utah's been able to do at home with Florida and, and UCLA. But what what's the magic spot for you, Sly? Is it, you know, hold a team that's running for 225 a game, hold them to 100, 110, 115 yards. Is that a good night on the ground and then force DJU to have to beat you with his arm? 
Um, I, I, I don't know about the yards. I wouldn't calculate the yards. For me, I would be calculating the attempts, right? The, and, and so that's what I would want to um, – I'd want to limit. I need, we need to get their rushing attempts down. And by doing that, that means that we have a solid lead. So um, – and, and we're forcing DJ Uyungale to – uh, to throw the ball more, right? And then here's the thing. DJ's a great, good quarterback. We've seen his many great throws um, uh, at Clemson and in the early parts of this year. But we do know that this offense runs on their rushing attack, and we have a solid, solid defensive unit. You know, when the quarterback is passing the ball, uh, we got our, our great defensive line that can get after the quarterback. And we have a great defensive back end between Miles Battle, uh, Cole Bishop, Sione Vake, um, you know, JT Bratton played well in the game on Saturday as well as uh, Amaya Vaughn. We have great back in back there. So uh, I think, you know, when we have coverage sacks, when we have, um, you know, uh, sacks that are or QB pressures that affect the throw game, you know, it's got to work hand in hand. But um, I think that we need to limit the rushing attempts. And we do that by having a lead and forcing them to throw or forcing them into third down. So uh, for me, the number that I'm looking at is I want to reduce their uh, rushing attempts uh, per game and um, and make it more of a passing game for, for Oregon State than a running one. Offensively, running back room is dinged up. We're not sure if Cam's going to go this week, though the hope is that maybe he's able to go. What's the offense got to look like for you Friday night? Because, again, Washington State had great success throwing the football against Oregon State. But we know that, you know, Utah's not going to, you know, drop back. They don't have Cam Ward. They don't have the same type of receiving game right now. So what's the offense got to look like for Utah Friday night for you, That whether it's Cam, whether it's Cam Rising or whether it's Nate Johnson for, for Utah to, to be successful? Yeah, I mean, I I think you're you're right. There's two different looks in, in how this has got to be if, um, if Cam plays or he doesn't. You know, uh, Nate Johnson, he's just getting better week to week, right? He's one thing that um, Coach Whitty reiterates and make sure everybody understands, like he's a freshman. He's getting his first significant time against premier talent. You know, Florida, Baylor, and UCLA were were all top-tier defenses as far as the athleticism that he was facing, and he's handling himself really well. Um, there's just a lot of things that is going to go on from the experience, and he's going to be able to learn from especially when Cam Rising comes back, right? And Nate Johnson's going to be able to learn from Cam of how he dealt with, you know, these certain teams in that aspect. Um, But if Nate Johnson is at the helm again, I think that, you know, this game needs to run through him. You know, it's going to be a lot of QB rollout game, get him on the move, get the ball into uh, playmakers' hands, um, and him using his legs outside of the pocket, right? We're going to have to utilize him in that capacity because, as you said, Oregon State's defense is stingy. They always have been, and playing in Corvallis is, is no joke, man. So they're not going to give up much in that running game, so we're going to have to really rely on Nate Johnson, you know, being a creator, getting out of the pocket, getting the ball into Mikey Matthews, Landon King, uh, Thomas Jasmine, if Brent Keithy plays, um, getting in the ball into those guys' hands in many different capacities, whether that's quick outs to the flat screen, or, um, you know, those deep out routes, you know, that he threw to Devon Bailey uh, last week. That was absolutely awesome. He can make those throws. The deep in routes, which he threw in the Baylor game, he can make those throws. So it's more of a confidence of him trusting it and, and being more of a creator. Now, I think you open the playbook with Cam. I think Cam is itching to get back. Um, I think you're going to do so many different quick games, and I think we'll pass the ball for 
40, 40 plus attempts uh, if Cam Rising is back. So you're going to see a lot more lightning out of the offense when Cam Rising is back. And um, I can't wait for that. But uh, it's going to look different with who's at the helm. And I think that's, that's the main determinant. Friday night, 7 o'clock, we'll be at Research Stadium in Corvallis. Utah taking on the Oregon State Beavers. Toughest matchup of the year, not even close for Utah coming up because it's a road game and it's a well-balanced, nationally-ranked team. Sly will be on the sidelines in the noise. Scott and I will be upstairs. We'll have all the action for you. Uh, Glad the voice is back. Um, Save it. We'll need it Friday night. Talk to you soon. (laughs) You're the man. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Sly. That's Stevenson Sylvester with us.